The Collective Nine Podcast. Please visit us at thecollective9.org. Cover stories of the Final Call newspaper with the editor-in-chief of the Final Call, Brother Richard Muhammad and Brother Troy 5X of the Collective Nine. Thank you, Brother Richard, for taking some time out of your very busy schedule. Um, And today what we want to do is just kind of talk about um, the cover story of the latest edition of The Final Call, as well as a little information on what's going on um, within our nation and, you know, particularly Detroit right now. But before we jump into that, Ken, for those who don't know who you are, can you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do for the nation of Islam? Thank you very much for having me on. My name is Richard Muhammad, and I'm the editor-in-chief of the Final Call newspaper, which is published by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. We are actually Black America's only nationally distributed uh, weekly print newspaper. We take a lot of pride in that. Our commitment is to informing, uplifting, and defending our community so we take a great deal of pride in presenting a product that represents black America in its broadest sense and also uh, covers the issues, the campaigns, and the concerns of oppressed people in America throughout the world. Uh, in particular, we have coverage that focuses on Africa and the Caribbean and Brazil. So wherever black folks are found on the planet, we want to be connected to telling their stories. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, I know there's a lot going on in the news cycle right now, and uh, I know it's just hot off the presses, and I've seen the post of the latest edition of the Final Call newspaper, which is volume 37, number 48, which has the date September 4th on it. And that cover article is Modern Prisons, Modern Slavery. Why was that that cover? Why is that the cover story for this edition of the, of the Final Call newspaper? Well, you know, America has the largest prison population in any nation on Earth, literally. More people are imprisoned in America than anyone else. They outright China, North Korea. Iran and all of these other places that America likes to describe as terrorist nations or as despotic nations. So beginning on August 21st, you had uh, men and women behind bars in the U.S. basically institute a strike, a national prison strike. They were protesting the inhumane living conditions, brutal and abusive guards, and modern slavery connected to the prison labor industry. This is an industry where inmates make furniture, they handle conference calls, they may pick strawberries, they may grow cotton, they may help raise horses. If any, they may create clothing. There are any number of different industries. It's a multi-million dollar industry. And you have major corporations connected to it, people like Starbucks, people like Walmart, um, and some of these other major, major companies. So 
Starbucks, McDonald's, Walmart, Victoria's Secret, AT&T, AT Whole Foods, and others. So now America has about 2.3 million people who are locked up right now. We believe that about 60% of that population is black or Latino. So this prison industry, inmates are not being paid or they are being paid a sentence. It may be a few cents an hour. If you're at a dollar a day or something like that, you're making pretty good money based on what they do. And of course, could be used in a facetious so this is what we see happening and the overall, the overall what we call the prison industrial complex for-profit prisons contracting all of these related industries is worth about $2 billion a year and to close it to give you an example of how widespread this prison labor is and how it's used you actually have thousands of inmates fighting wildfire in Mendocino County, California. Important that we look at is that whenever people are suffering, somebody's benefiting from that. So this is definitely an example example of that. Um, so of course we want to encourage everybody to make sure that they check out the latest edition of the Final Call. Um, and there's, there's a few ways they they can do that, of course. Um, but we encourage them if you see the brothers. Um, on the streets that you actually um, support, support what they're doing and, and, and make that donation and contribution to get the Final Call newspaper. Um, even though it says $2 on there, we definitely welcome whatever donations you can give. Um, and of course, we have a digital edition of the Final Call, which we encourage you to get. And there's, there's some interactivity. Of course, you can read that on your phone as well as on your um, computer or your, your tablet. Um, so also going on in the news right now, Brother Richard, is the FOI are in Detroit and they're doing doing some work. Can, can you speak on what's going on in Detroit right now? Yeah. The FOI or the Fruit of Islam are the male members of the Nation of Islam and they are in Detroit. Inshallah, I will be joining them a little later. They're in Detroit actually handing out a free copy, a commemorative reprint of our coverage last week that dealt with the passing of the great Aretha Franklin. Uh, Minister Farrakhan and his generosity had 50,000 papers reprinted. They are gift copies. They are not to be sold. And they will be distributed in the city of Detroit. And a show of love and a show of respect and a show of appreciation for the Queen of Soul and a great activist in her own right and you can read about that at finalcall.com so the brothers are up there and they're working and if you're in Detroit keep an eye out because you might see the FOI you might even see the sisters handing out this beautiful edition of the final call with a very beautiful photo of Aretha Franklin on the cover so essentially all this week there will be different events different commemorations highlighting the life and the contribution of Aretha Franklin, and it culminates with her funeral on this Friday. For those who did not um, have the opportunity to see the previous edition of The Final Call from last week, um, and of course, those in Detroit will be blessed to get a physical commemorative copy of that as they 
um, or anywhere around probably in the, the city of Detroit because the brothers will, will be coming not only from Detroit, but there's brothers that are coming from Chicago as well as um, the neighboring cities and areas around Detroit. So can you kind of tell us some of the other information that may be surprising to, um, to, to, to our community that they didn't know about Aretha Franklin that they can find right there in the final call newspaper? One of the things that I think people really didn't know was how deeply committed and how connected she was to the struggle of black people. Her father also, who was a, was a very important reverend and religious leader in Detroit, was a civil rights leader in his own right, and he supported Dr. Martin Luther King. And uh, Aretha Franklin supported Dr. King. She supported him with money. She actually sang at Dr. King's funeral. And this is at a time when that was not popular and was even dangerous. Remember now, you're dealing with a time in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, in particular the 60s. Very turbulent times. This is the time of, of the counterintelligence program of the FBI, where they were monitoring black entertainers to see if they were involved in political activity. And not only did you have this type of surveillance going on at the federal level, you also had it going on at the local level. Sometimes the two worked together, and sometimes you had these separate operations, but at the end of the day, these operations really were to monitor, to intimidate, disrupt, and derail the work leading to uh, the great gains of the civil rights movement. Remember, J. Edgar Hoover targeted Dr. King. Remember, Dr. King, when he started to speak out against the Vietnam War in 67 68, he was not embraced of that. He was condemned for that. He was told that he should stick to, to desegregating lunch counters. But Aretha Franklin was there. Many of us, most of us, have heard of the Black Panther Party leader, Angela Davis. And at one point, she was locked up. Aretha, Flan Aretha Franklin offered to pay her bail. And she told, this is Aretha Franklin, told Jet Magazine at the time that I have the money. The money was given to me by black people. And since the money was given to me by black people, I want to help her because jail is not a place for anywhere. This is also in 1972 in New York City. There was an incident where the police, uh, New York City police raided the Muslim mosque, mosque number seven in New York City, which was then under the leadership of Minister Farrakhan. It was a huge deal. There was a standoff and Aretha Franklin came to the mosque in 1972. After hearing about this incident, she came to make sure that the minister and the Muslims were fine. So this is a sister, a woman deeply entrenched in our struggle, a great cultural icon. When you think of her music, you think of words like respect. Well, respect 
was part of a part of an anthem, part of a theme, part of a demand that was connected to this very movement for black progress that she was so much a part of. So you can read more about that at finalcall.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Brother Richard. If that's not enough for our people, can you just, with closing words, why should someone get a subscription to the Final Call newspaper? Well, the question for me, and I think a question we should ask ourselves is, what do you know and how did you learn it? We are taught that information is power, but disinformation and misinformation is also power. And so you have in this country, one, fewer and fewer independent outlets, two, fewer and fewer black-owned outlets. I'm not talking about black-oriented, where there's a black face, but those who own the company are white. I'm not talking about that or other ethnicities and their commitment is to maximizing profit, not informing our community. So this is a day when we need good information, we need good perspective. We don't need to only be tied to entertainment media and videos. This is a very serious time. So hopefully with the final call, we give you a good mix of stories that you can enjoy, stories that'll make you think, stories that even make that even may make you cry a little bit. But, it, but at the end of the day, all of these stories are about giving a fuller, more complete picture of who we are as a people, what our future is. And we always want to alert our people to that, which is on the horizon, that looks like it could be dangerous. Thank you once again so much, Brother Richard, the editor-in-chief of the Final Call newspaper, the most powerful newspaper in the country, if not the world. And, of course, this is our first time, but Allah willing, this will not be the last time. Just providing you an alternative to news and giving you a little bit of what's going on in the world. But we look forward to hearing from you next week. And we're interested in the feedback of all of those listeners. So please provide your feedback on social media, what, where you see this podcast going, what you'd like to hear, and more information. So until next time, assalamu alaikum. Peace. 